It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jada's just informed us that uh, there's two different hellos in Italy, one for on the phone and one for in real life. And what was it? Pronto? Pronto, Pronto from the phone. Yeah. Ciao. But ciao's also goodbye. Confusing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <this> Decadent <laughs> Italians. <laughs> yes. This is Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast from the overtake where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Rick. I'm Abby. Um, any corrections or anything from last week? Man, don't think so. Uh, no, I've never, never checked that. No, <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> so confident yeah, in my stories. To that <laughs> yeah. We haven't had any complaints, so that's good. I did mm. actually check. Um, <clears throat> so great. Should we just yeah, tell stuff. some stories? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the mood of mine. Why did I start talking? Because I can't remember what my story is. Just, give, I'm just going to find it now. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. The mood of mine is okay. unusual, and then quite just tragic at the end oh, for fuck's sake. but oh. not like so tragic you'd be like oh no you might be going oh that's bad oh okay, okay. but you're not gonna be like heartbroken i don't think you're not gonna yeah. like, <laughs> like proper beefing into the microphone <laughs> yeah oh, it's actually like yesterday. you're trying to make me cry <laughs> yeah. to be honest yesterday i had to write a story about um the dog stressor got this thing for um <laughs> if you, go- you mean like for work I thought yeah. you meant like creative writing <laughs> <laughs> I was like why I don't know you've had a dog um, no uh, for work for the Octopost I wrote a thing about the dogstress have got this special scheme where like if you're going into a, a women's refuge if you like fleeing from your abusive partner they'll like foster your dog for you so Aww. that you don't have to leave your dog That's behind nice. yeah and I was literally writing that story and I was like <laughs> yeah, I was so weak <laughs> um, my story is um kind of amusing and not we'll be the judge of that <laughs> <laughs> and not sad okay not well sad. i guess rick's going first yeah. or id but give us the titles mine is the maddening waters of mumbai Ooh. Ooh. I know. that sounded sexy yeah oh, <laughs> uh, mine is the man who saved the world ah oh. all right that's all right we've got m's in them yeah. That's good. Okay. Right. So I go first. Yeah. Mine's yeah. actually, it's kind of like two smaller stories connected by Mumbai. 
Ah. <coughs> you love to do like the smaller stuff. happened in Mumbai. Yeah, well, I was, I was researching one, and then just by instance, I stumbled across the other and thought, oh, these can just go together. Okay. Um, so, in 2006, so it's quite... Mm, recent. Well, I love a recent one. Recent ish I'm it? actually much more in favour of a recent one. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, oh, like Jaja cool. just said 13 ones. years ago. Mm. That's actually true. It's a long time ago. Yeah, that's, oh. not, um, that's still relatively recent. Yeah, it's... Oh, I don't know that. Fa- I was honestly, if someone had asked me quick, I had to say I would have been like, oh, four, four years, years ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's either two thousand seven or two thousand and ten in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's still those years. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's before. It's before even that. It's before. Fuck. It's two two or six. That's not what we called it even then. Anyway, two thousand and six. <laughs> two oh oh six. Um, <laughs> uh, on the eighteenth of August. Um, there are Hindu and Muslim devotees at the shrine of Makhum, sorry, no, Makhum Ali Mahimi. Um, his name I probably Sounds got fancy. wrong. Yeah, but he, he that, sorry. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, but he is a um, like revered saint amongst uh, Muslims and Hindus, uh, and he's the first Indian to write academically about the Quran. That is insane, like, such a crossover. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Hindus are it's quite baffling. flexible with the oh, good. belief yeah. systems. Well done, them. Maybe. <laughs> good. good for them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, at, uh, oh crap, I forgot what it was called. Basically, there's like a, a shrine. I want to say, no, nah, not just guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, at the shrine, it's by... Wait, it's, give me something to look up. Shrine. Uh, if you type in Makdum Ali Mahimi, and it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if I just type that in. It's M A K H, doom as you'd expect. A L I M A H I M I. And it should come up with what the name of the shrine is and the picture. I want to say it's like a, a drag car or something like that. Anyway, hmm. let's let. Yeah. Um, he's known, he was known as being very liberal and humanist and very, very smart scholar and he is like revered. Um, so anyway, like devotees are at his shrine going about the usual business on the 18th of August, um, just like knocking around in the evening, just doing whatever they do, like, you know, like, cheers, cheers, mate, for all your, like, academic insight into the Quran, or, you know, whatever they say, um, <laughs> when they hear that the Mahim Creek, um, which is like a river close by that opens out into the, the Mahim sea. Bay, yeah, it goes into the sea, yeah. um, suddenly... Oh yeah, it um it drains into the Mahim Bay. Sorry, um it's fifteen feet deep at its deepest. Hmm. Um the waters are foul and smelly due to the uh, dumping of in turn industrial affluence like, further up the stream. Bay, bay always sounds like sounds nice, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I the bay might be really nice, like but luscious and like nice tropical fish yeah. and all that shit. Well, it might be at the bay, but at the creek, it's it's near good, man. It's near good. Uh. Um. So yeah, what they start hearing is that the normally salty waters of the creek um, from the ocean have suddenly become sweet, sweetened. What? Yes. So they find out, yeah, the water is sweet or marginally less salty, as some people um, reported it. So all the like devotees, Chinese food, I guess. Like, yeah, it's just there's less M- MSG in it or something. Yeah, I love um, MSG. I put it in everything. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> I <isn't> do. It? <laughs> yeah. um, so it's about eight o'clock at night. Um, and the like, they all get like g'd up and like, oh, oh, the water's like turned from salt water to sweet water. I mean, I, like, Jesus has got the beat on that, but still, you know, it's kind of yeah. a miracle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they all just go into the creek and start drinking 
the salty water, the the sweet water. It's called oh, it's called the. Oh, that ain't good. I yeah, can tell no. already. That's um, gonna go wrong. And so yeah, they're they're <laughs> drinking it and they think it's some form of miracle. Um, and by midnight, so they've all been drinking it for about four hours. Um, mass hysteria hits the surrounding area oh, of Mumbai fun, though, to be fair. Yeah, with thousands and thousands oh, of people <laughs> pouring shit. into this river um, drinking the water, collecting the water in um, plastic bottles uh, in plastic bags there are reports of like just rubbish coming down the creek as people are collecting water it's been funny but whatever's going to happen they kind of deserve it well, Do you it, reckon the you know, first one started tripping on it and told everyone? Just like, like this is the best. Yeah, Maybe. like well, sweet water. It's kind of really quickly. So like by the time that there are thousands of Mumbai citizens in the creek <laughs> drinking the now sweetened water, um, town officials are panicking quite a lot and saying, please stop drinking the water. We're worried that there's going to be um, like mass sickness, yeah. particularly of gastroenteritis. Yeah. That's what they're really yeah. worried about. Um so like by the next day, police are sent out to kind of keep people safe because there's just so many people there. Um, and by about the afternoon the next day, uh, everyone starts to admit that the sweetness is gone and um, that it just tastes like salt water again okay. um, because like literally the tide had turned. Um, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so like luckily, nothing actually happened to anyone. It was just this weird event. Um, people try to like there's like multiple exp- explanations for it the water company like that worked by there were like I don't know why everyone got G'd up this happens all the time like it literally happens every single day that the water becomes less salty yeah. but they're like no 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 the water was like sweetened sweet. and pure yeah. um, some scientists say that there was heavy rainfall and it was kind of like leached into the banks hmm. and basically what happens is the salty water is on the bottom and the clean, clear water is on the top. Okay. And that's what the pe- people were drinking. It's known as brackish water, I believe. It's like yeah. a, re- a commonly observed phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, but I guess religious mania throws you out there. Sweet, though. Sweet, um, that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a... Because they would say fresh, I think, if they yeah. just... Yeah, fresh. no, they were like, oh, man, this is sweet. This yeah. is... Almost like, oh, man, this fresh water is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out it tastes like Coca-Cola. Um, but, to be fair, the, the Mumbai authorities... Yeah. Um. Probably right to just be a bit like, whoa, whoa. There's thousands of people messing around in the water. Will everyone just chill the fuck out? Yeah. Um. Uh, it only takes one person with diarrhea to shit in there. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Water. And that's it. There's, there's industrial <laughs> effluence in the. Like that. <laughs> 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 it's just like industrial slag and mm, effluence. Yeah. You call it industrial slag. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Good work. Slag means two things, re- listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that from like chemistry, chemistry in yeah. like year 10 or whatever? Yeah, oh, like, oh, the slag's on top. It was like the most interesting thing God, that happened in a whole yeah. week at school. Yeah. <laughs> Our chemistry, chemistry teacher was quite good. Mr. Grimshaw mm. used to blow stuff up quite on the regs. Oh, that's great. Um, they love that though, don't they, chemistry teachers? They, do. like, they, they think, really get off on yeah, it. And think it like, makes them cool. Experiment and it explodes. Yeah, you used, would though, wouldn't you? Yeah, true. He used to like put I'm these... getting off a bit just thinking about it. But he did wear a pocket protector which offset the explosion somewhat. that's quite sweet, I know. As was um, Mr. Poulter. He looked mm-hmm. like Professor Wito's from the oh, very nice. box. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the year before, um, the Mumbai authorities, like, this happened literally in 2005, so only the year before. Um, thousands and thousands of people from Mumbai flocked to Jaha Beach, which is in Mumbai, presumably, um, after someone claimed that they'd found loads of diamonds in oh. the sand. 
Um, so there was two thousand people digging around the you beach there, of Jaha, yeah, looking yeah. for all these these uh, diamonds. Um, this is the sad part: a young boy seeking diamonds like went into the sea and oh. began to drown. Um, and then like a chain of people like formed to like go out into the the raging waters and pull him back in. Sadly, both the boy and one of the guys who like said we need to go and rescue him, both like passed out like died and drowned oh, shit. you which, said it was a bit sad that's yeah that is a bit more sad at least medium um, sad i mean the real thing is the <laughs> the sad thing was the beach was littered with these diamonds so loads of people found them um but um when examined they weren't even diamonds they were just bits of glass oh. Fucking yeah so that's, that's the, the waters in Mumbai oh, make people go well crazy. If I'd be like, yes, I've got yeah. one a diamond, and it's just jewelers were like, oh, stop it, man, stop, yeah, you know, stop bringing me all this glass. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting little bits of the water good, in Mumbai. Yeah, those are two good stories. How did you find? Did you were you on a list of like weirdest things that happened in rivers? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I found the the salt water thing first yeah i don't even know how i found that and then when i was researching the river to find out if there's anything interesting about it um like oh, people nice. said oh you know there's all this sweet salt water thing and then also the people in mumbai found all these diamonds this one time i was like oh that's all right mm-hmm. interesting yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. but they didn't maybe they didn't find they did them yeah which is sad that's really sad um do you ever think of a story for this and then don't make a note of exactly what the word what it's called or where it happened and then try and google it and never be able to find it again oh yeah happens to me all the time like if i don't if i don't actively save the link of Mm -hmm. whatever i'm reading i can't ever find it can i just sniff loudly (laughs) thank you (laughs) can we keep that in (laughs) uh right so um you'll know this story and but I still think it's worth saying. You said that so sadly. I know. I, I hate doing stories that Rick already knows. Yeah. You but sit there really patiently, like, listening to it, but I can tell you, like, mm, would rather. But I feel like you're going to be, like, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. something that, like, a lot of really people will know. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, I think, I would say about half our listeners will know this story. Oh, all right. Um, I only heard it for the first time a few years back. Um, and I think I'm quite good at finding out thing <laughs> so i reckon some people right. won't have found it we're journalists yeah. as well to be yeah. like i'm pretty good, good at finding out things will yes. the episode but, never be good at finding out things <laughs> well no i think if you if you're on reddit and you spend a lot of time on reddit uh, you do yeah. find out a lot of yeah. things and i'm not, not saying, always true things yeah, but, yeah yeah exactly not saying they're useful or interesting a lot of the time but you do find out a lot of good stories mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, okay, so this is probably when I learned originally off Reddit, um, but it's been everywhere. So, go back in your head to 26th of September, 1983, mm-hmm. before yeah. any of us were born. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Um, and we're in we're in the Soviet Union for this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a little dude called uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel, or is it left? It's Lieutenant, isn't it? I think the it's British becoming Lieutenant. I, yeah. I think like Lieutenant is dying, is yeah. but it, that is the British pronunciation. Yeah, pronunciation. Right, Lieutenant Colonel Stanislav Petrov. He's just a little guy, is he? Well, I think he's average size. In fact, the picture I've seen of him, he looked a bit tall. Oh, so right. I'll take that back, but <laughs> one guy. man, that's what I mean, yeah. one lone man. Um, he had a special job in the mm. Soviet Union. And Just, it, did I know where you saw this story. It was going around Twitter this morning. <laughs> I just remember. I can't yeah. remember where. <laughs> did I learn it this morning? Well, well, maybe just, you probably already knew let it. Let me just find it in my thing and see when I... It's a good story, though. Hmm. I can't remember when I... Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was. You know, what I'm gonna. Yeah, you know. What yeah. I'm gonna. I don't think half of all people would know this story. You know. Don't you? No, oh, I think okay. it's quite a good story. Right. Uh. So his job was he had like a special job where he manned this machine, um, and it um could spot missiles. So that was what the machine did. So it was like th- towards the end of the Cold War, but like in a really particularly tense time because um Reagan was um so his administration had he was an american president he ronald reagan he (laughs) uh, ronald reagan (laughs) Reagan, yeah he had this massive reagan that's why they called him ronald reagan (laughs) Uh, he uh he had like a particularly like hardline stance against the Soviets. so like previous um presidents carter ford nixon had been like you know they'd been the cold war but this was like it was Mm -hmm. like heated up this was a red hot cold war Mm. yeah so um they had like months before this the story the story takes place um ronald reagan had announced um something called the strategic defense initiative which is basically a plan to shoot down uh ballistic missiles before they reach the u.s and he had this special system where he had um these two what were they called um pershing two nuclear missiles like ready in west germany and britain to Mm. go if uh the soviets um attacked and they were supposed to go um to russia so it was like a really really like tense time um so this guy was manning this machine that was supposed to spot missiles um the what what would happen if missiles came from the u.s uh, was, was the word launch would appear on the screen mm-hmm. and that would mean he had to press a button to fire missiles back so retaliate um, 
his his training was that he had to do it um like as soon as he saw that that was it he pressed the button basically mm-hmm. um i don't know whether it was actually a button it also, it i don't think like, it was a button if you're gonna have a button to turn the light on why not just have it to fire the missiles as well you know what i mean like we'll we'll yep. have we'll have a system that'll turn a light on that'll get uh, a bloke yeah. in a room to press a button well yeah i don't really think it was like he presses the button i thought you meant instead of the light switch let's have the button and i was like mm, that's a bit risky <laughs> what? and he just he guesses comes in, he's like oh yeah. fuck okay <laughs> <laughs> about half of america's dead um uh yeah i think actually what it was in fact i have actually made notes of this i think what it was was he had to escalate it mm-hmm. um and say that what you know what happened um so one night he's september 26 1983 he's just like doing his normal shift like watching the machine maybe he mm. had some other jobs i don't I'm know wank. but sometimes maybe yeah. if he was on his no, own I, i'm, yeah, I'm telling you now scientifically <laughs> if he was in that room yeah. on his own for eight hours yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah what else you could stand the man yeah, was having was a wank too, yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was um but um yeah um I don't know whether he had other parts of his job as well or whether, you know, sometimes in the military, sometimes that literally is someone's job in it to sit and look at something for mm. hours. Yeah. Um, he wasn't so. like the cleaner or doing sketches or anything. Yeah. Like, he was just like... Watch the lamp. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, so, uh, yeah. So this machine was like basically not perfect, but, you know, it had what they called a high reliability um, for spotting an american intercontinental ballistic missile mm-hmm. um so this thing he's like just doing his mind his own business on the screen it says launch and he's like ah oh, fuck so he i think he can like look at what's going on so the screen comes up with that thing and then he can actually like analyze it and look mm-hmm. at what's going on in real time so he he saw like uh, um, one missile appear then another then another and then it went up to like five uh minute minute man ICBM. So ICBM was intercontinental ballistic missile. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a minute man is. Probably should have followed that link because it is hyperlinked. But yeah. I think it's just like the brand. Is it okay? Yeah. Fine. I think it takes a minute to get. Nah, I'm just making it up now. It's yeah. very fast, I think. Okay. So he, I mean, he obviously was supposed to not even make a decision at that mm-hmm. point. His 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 job was reporting it straight away. Um. But he had like a, a bit of a funny feeling when he was seeing all these missiles appear, um, and and the, and there was like no fail safe. Like it was like um, there's no there's no time to double check. Like that was the checking that could mm-hmm. be done. Um, it was supposed to just be like go. It has to go. It has to be published today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. Um, and because the thing is, like, if he doesn't press that button or do whatever it is, notify his superior you know in however many minutes he's mm-hmm. going to be dead and he can't so that was you know like they're supposed to get get that in early um so uh yeah so it kind of would make sense as we discussed that that these five missiles were were flying over because of the reagan administration's stance um and it, yeah so it was it was believable mm-hmm. that they they might have launched the missiles but he didn't report it um because um he reckoned it was a false alarm and he was sort of basing it on nothing um but he just had a feeling that it was a false Mm -hmm. alarm and he like discussed it with some colleagues and they were like yeah let's not report it um actually as it happened it was a false alarm because we'd know by now yeah (laughs) as it happens russia was destroyed (laughs) (laughs) glory to the west (laughs) um what it actually was was the sun's reflection off some clouds 
and that's Fucking what hell. The, yeah, and that's what the machine thought was a missile. Fucking hell. Um, so actually, the Soviet-built technology is good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. God, yeah. have you seen Chernobyl? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Oof, what yeah. a show. Yeah. That what's his name? He he deserved to win one of those awards that they had the other the Tony. Just give him yeah. I know the he, Tony. I know he wasn't in theatre, but give him a Tony yeah, award. When he broke into song like halfway through that yeah. episode. <laughs> just, uh, Ego. Yeah. yeah. I, is that his name? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no you just <laughs> speaking Russian. <laughs> 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 what? It sounded like ego. <laughs> That's so much of a person's name. Like, ego. Is it? An ego. Oscar Tony. Oh, okay. No. The original yeah. Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I don't know what we were doing there, but um, shall I get back into the story? Yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah. Um. So actually, what happened was uh, Petrov prevented a nuclear war mm-hmm. between uh, the Soviets and the US. Um. So the Soviets had more than 35,000 nuclear warheads and the US had more than 23,000. Um, so they did... Um, 23,001. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like that's how they rounded it up. Down. Down, yeah. Down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever someone says, I've got over this amount, just say the amount, like, because it's never going to be significantly more that you'd be that intimidated like yeah oh i made over 95 pounds like you made 96 pounds then didn't you yeah. like well i would say nearly 100 pounds in that case oh yeah oh. Uh, yeah Billy big balls yeah <laughs> um so yeah so actually what like earlier on someone had done some maths and they'd worked out like at the end of the 1970s they'd worked out that a soviet assault on the u.s would kill 35 to 70 77 percent of the u.s population obviously depending on where the missiles land um which equated to in 1983 80 between 82 and 180 million people. Very lot of people. Um, yeah, and then obviously the US would have launched a counter strike, which would have killed between uh, 20 and 40 percent of the Soviet population, which I guess is more dispersed, um, or between 54 and 108 million um, people. Um, so yeah, combined combined death toll would have been between 136 million and 288 million people which is obviously insane more than any war or genocide or any catastrophe or anything that's happened Mm. in human history um and as a result it's likely that a lot more millions of people would have died um because uh global temperatures would have got fucked um and that's the scientific yeah that's what they've Mm -hmm. written in the paper yeah (laughs) got fucked (laughs) Um, and yeah so crops and stuff would have gone mental that was also in the paper i guess it does become a point in like an ecological disaster where the scientist doesn't have to explain anything anymore no trust me it got fucked the plants got mental (laughs) um so eventually there could have been like a global death toll of two billion people because of people starving and people dying mm. as a result um, but brexit's not happened yet so that's true you never yeah. know yeah um <laughs> so actually what happened so you think oh well done guy people must have been like the soviets must have been like oh mate you really saved us there yeah. well done like you, you know you could have started a war but actually he was relentlessly interrogated and never rewarded, <laughs> um, which was a shame. And actually, had he carried out the orders that mm. he had, 
he probably would have been um if he hadn't have been killed from the from the missiles mm-hmm. he probably would have been um assa- not what not Soviet assassinated. hero what's assassinated the, no what's the one of that <laughs> where they where it's your own government killing you executed executed, executed. <laughs> thanks Shada. <laughs> executed um English is a second language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So actually, later on, Petrov did get some commendations. So he got a UN prize, um, the Dresden Prize. Uh, they made a documentary about him. Um, and yeah, and he said, "I was just in, at the right place at the right time." Not, I mean, not doing not, my job. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. he was just too busy wanking. I'm telling you, man. He didn't notice. I was at the was right late. place at the right time where I was paid to be every day for eight <laughs> hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a weird take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he died in May 2017 at the age of 77. Oh. Oh. So there you go. So that's the story of Petrov, whatever is isn't, no. Stanisl- Stanislav? Stanisl- Stanislav Petrov. Stanislav. Yeah. Uh, Good lad. Yeah. 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 So I think Pop that milk. was like a good story if you don't know it already mm. and just an, a nice recap if you know it already have you ever read or watched when the wind blows no but i've heard of it and apparently mm. it's horrible fucking the worst yeah, <laughs> yeah man i'll bring it in for you it's really upsetting yeah and then yeah. you can get it on youtube someone sent me a link to it yeah i mean you can watch it if you want but yeah you know readings yeah. where oh, all the cool a book? kids do is yeah, it a book? yeah. Uh, well, it's a, can you by the guy who made the snow what it is right yeah so it's set it, if if any of you ever watched the snowman, you know we're walking in the air. Mm-hmm. That one, um, it's illustrated by Raymond Briggs. It's a comic, and it's about a Yorkshire couple, and I think it's set in like nineteen eighty four. Mm. Um, and basically, um, the bomb goes off. You don't know who dropped the bomb, but the bomb's gone off, and they're giving all this advice on like how to survive. Um, and it's just them trapped in their house after the bomb's been dropped. Um, but it's absolutely heartbreaking yeah and terrifying as well yeah it's like i picked it up i think it was when i was eight in like the school library oh, and it shouldn't have been there oh. yeah and i was really scared yeah. <laughs> of nuclear like of dying from a nuclear bomb for years yeah i bet oh mm-hmm. happy times yeah um abigail do we have any corrections uh not really just confirmations so the shrine you were talking about is called daga i think daga. Pronounced, which i think, I think so. is what you said yeah it was, it was something it, like the that. letters were close um and minuteman <coughs> is just a brand it's a u.s land-based uh icbm ah mm, there yeah. we go there we go yeah that was good that's been a very smooth episode we've absolutely blasted we into a that. disaster I f- that feels short to me in fact no it was fine or was it fine um right announcement again from the same one as last week uh but i can't remember i haven't got the thing in front of me let's do it see if i can do it off the top of my head we are doing a special episode for halloween um where we will read the listeners spooky crazy stories mm-hmm. um so we we didn't really specify last week whether we wanted them to be their own stories or just stories they liked uh, please not creepy pasta. Please real ones. Mm. I mean, we can't obviously verify if someone just like trolls us and sends in one of their own stories. Like, oh, I mean, we'd recognise it if we were like, like someone says, "Oh, when I was a lad, I was part of the Soviet sleep experiments." <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, but if they were like, "Oh, yeah, I I saw a ghost and then it did this and it did," mm. th- and we'd be like, "Whoa!" They'd what? have to put quite a lot of time into telling it well, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone cares enough. Yeah, to do that. If we get a lot of responses, we'll be selective mm-hmm. about what we 
do but yeah. actually realistically we'll probably be soliciting them like the <laughs> night before being like please send messaging my friends like send me a, send me a spooky crazy story and they'll be like no i've got a real job <laughs> um but yeah so um crazy story at the overtake.com um and we'll probably record it maybe the week before halloween mm-hmm. probably do we think um, yeah yeah so do it now yes yeah mm-hmm. right now right now yeah. we could wait well I mean, we could <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> no let's not um okay what do we normally say at this point thank uh, you to producer jada mm-hmm. who does the instagram who finds all the pictures from all our stories and puts them on the Instagram and makes them look good um, and takes the other pictures and does all the p- producing and the editing. So go on Instagram, at here's a crazy sto- story. That's yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just really doubted it. Like, I've said it like, how many times have I said it? I must have said it about 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone over 30 episodes, by the way. Wow. Well, we should have done an anniversary episode. Yeah, we could do. When we get up to fifty episodes, we'll do a special. The fiftieth, yeah. yeah. Okay. Neat. Um, and yeah, send. Yeah. Oh, send. You can send any normal crazy stories. We'll, we'll read normal crazy stories. Mm. Crazy story at theovertake dot com. Yeah, I just found yeah. that funny. We'll, we'll 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 read normal crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, Patreon. We have got Patreon, but we've also now got Steady. Which is like Patreon, but British. Well, it's actually European, but you can pay in pounds. Mm-hmm. And unlike Patreon, it doesn't add VAT on like right before you pay, and then it's you know you think you know what you're paying, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, twenty percent VAT. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't do that. And yeah, it's in pounds, so you can work out how much it is. Um, and I'm thinking I've ordered some stickers that I'm thinking I might send out to our steady supporters. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe maybe if you sign sign up to our, our study thing, you'll get a sticker. Right, stick maybe I haven't decided. Um, That'd be lovely. Yes, uh, and that will be. Oh God, I don't know what it is. I think it's like Steady HQ slash The Overtake, but it, it'll be on our website and stuff by the time you yeah. listen to this. So yes, great, cool. Anything cool. else from anyone? Uh, nope. Bye. No. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. 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 I said bye as though it was a question. <laughs> bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.